All righty. It is indeed time for the Global uh, Threat uh, Report. For peace of mind, uncertain times, without a question, you got to check out the website. So important. Uh, and that would be globalthreatsolutions.com. The captain's uh, company just provides so much. I implore you, get on that site today, please. Uh, globalthreatsolutions.com. Yeah, for mention, Captain Ken Bombay's. Nice enough to join us here on this Thanksgiving week, sir. Good to have you here to kick off a Monday. Uh, let's kind of recap from over the weekend in the Middle East. A lot of families uh, agonizing still cap over the fate of their loved ones. A lot of sources say a possible deal to secure the release of uh, some of the hostages held by Hamas. It could be in sight. Do you concur with that thought process, my friend? Welcome. Morning, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so there's actually conflicting reports concerning the hostages right now. While the U.S. this Deputy National Security Advisor John Finer said on Sunday that he thinks they're closer than they've been yet to brokering a deal, and he feels confident that this is going to happen, and that was on NBC's Meet the Press. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, on the other hand, says has pushed back against some rumors out there that they were close to a deal to release some of the hostages. Um, specifically, I think they were talking about false reports that had to do with Israel considering a proposal to release at least 50 hostages. And right now, their number is still 237. That's the current number of hostages being held. So, again, we're hearing conflicting reports. The U.S. saying that they think we're getting closer and Israel saying that uh, they're no closer. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I agree with you. It is conflicting. Every time I see a high-end official on as far as representation of Israel, they say there will be no ceasefire, yet you get all these reports, White House putting stuff out, close a report centered around some of the, uh, some of the publications out there that uh, it's imminent as far as uh, the release of the hostages pending a ceasefire, all the hostages. Uh, I, I would think... Uh, a, a top flight official would say, you know what? If I mean, we're not talking about releasing 10, 12 people. We've only had four released so far, you know, in the last 45 days since this thing began. I would think, uh, Cap, common sense would prevail here. If you're releasing all 237, uh, we'll halt the process here uh, until uh, after all said and done. That's with the release and then ongoing. It will pick up. Uh, I would think that could be of the mindset right now. Uh, between all out there making these decisions. Yeah, so there's there was also the Qatari prime minister who chimed in, and he said that there's only very minor logistical hurdles that stand in the way right now from releasing hostages. But I'll tell you, Jay, in Israel, there's a lot of pushback because just over the weekend, they've uh, increased the amount of fuel that they're they're allowing to flow into Gaza right now. Israel is. Um, They have fuel trucks delivering 127,000 liters of fuel designated for U.N. relief workers. Um, However, in Israel, the Israeli people, that's very controversial. Uh, Many people feel they should not be allowing that fuel to flow in there. First of all, obviously, because they're afraid it's going to support Hamas. But also, it should be a negotiating point. They think, release the hostages, and then we'll, we'll allow the fuel to flow. And uh, so right now, there's a lot of, um, internally in Israel, there's a lot of controversy over that. Yeah, and you know what What still gets me, I mean, there's such propaganda going on here. You know, for instance, with the hospital. Uh, you know, some of the sticking points have have been just that, that Al-Shifa, the largest hospital in Gaza, 
where Israel alleges the facility is being used by Hamas. Now, there is video to back that up. You know, and, and you know, the shield for its operations, human, uh, humans, uh, you know, for shields, human shields. Uh, that's what Hamas is all about. But, of course, they deny it. Hospital officials have denied Israel's claims. And, you know, hospital officials are going to deny this because, listen, Hamas dictates to them how they will go about their business. You have video of some of these guys parading through the hospitals with their rocket launches. So, well, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, the video yeah. doesn't lie. That's what it is. And this is what they do. They exactly. intertwine themselves with the population and protect their own. Because they know that Israel, if they're going to fire off, you know, rockets and missiles and everything else, you're going to kill innocent people, and that makes Israel in, in, a, in a bad light uh, of things. Yeah. No, I'd agree, because this Al-Shifa hospital operation, it continues to unfold right now. And Israel, like you said, They've shown videos that show hostages being led into the Al-Shifa hospital, not for treatment. These are hostages being led in there. They have videos. Um, and by the way, um, the Israeli spokesperson said that they're, they're hoping soon to let in CNN and Fox News come right into the hospital and, and see the tunnels and the military equipment and everything they've found there. Um, but the point is, Jay, while Israel is clearly, I'd say, winning the military campaign in Gaza, the PR war has proven a bigger challenge. In fact, I'd say they're losing the PR war. Seems that no matter how much proof they show or steps they take to avoid civilian casualties over there, the world is condemning them for this humanitarian crisis that is unfolding over there. And again, they need to step up their game on, on the PR front. I know they're trying, but I think that they're going to have to really make a bigger concerted effort to um, be uh Progressive with getting those videos out and making sure doing press conferences, daily press conferences, and showing what they're up against there and the steps that they're taking. Because now, now there's claims that that Israel has ordered all the um, doctors to leave the hospital, and Israel saying that's not true. We did not order them to leave the hospital, but it's almost like it doesn't matter once it's put out there. That's what people believe, and and again, they're losing this PR war. No doubt, the captain with us, recapping over the weekend regarding events in the Middle East. And and also another story here, these humanitarian Houthi rebels uh, cap, uh, hijacked an Israeli-linked ship. This was in the Red Sea. Uh, and uh, 25 crew members uh, in hostage has not gotten a, a, a lot of ink. Uh, but uh, that is a case. A lot of fears now. Again, these regional tensions have, have soared. Uh, over this war, and now you have something playing out, kind of a new type of deal on maritime front, uh, if you call it, but uh, all in all, it's escalating elsewhere. Yeah, this is going to be a 360-degree threat that Israel faces. And by the way, the United States also, Jay, because, you know, as we've discussed at length, now we, we have considerable concerns here. The FBI director has mentioned this about terror attacks right here in the U.S., and in and, and another note, we've now had there's some reports coming out from the Pentagon that there's a lot of controversy internally in the Pentagon, too, because uh, many of our Defense Department officials feel we're not doing enough to counter the 61 now, 61 attacks on U.S. forces and in Iraq and Syria. They feel that we don't even understand. They don't understand what the strategy is. Obviously, these very limited strikes we've done on these munition depots. They said, obviously, it hasn't stopped Iran from 
from launching these attacks or their proxy groups, and they want to know exactly what is our objective with these limited responses we're doing because it's having no impact. Yeah, the cap with us, the global threat. I'll tell you, there was also another report that caught my eye, uh, Captain, regarding the United Nations, uh, where their people visited that hospital, the Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza City, finding the mass grave near the entrance. Signs of shelling gunfire quite evident, as all as we all know it would be. Uh, you know, they call it a death zone. That's the World Health Organization calling that facility a death zone. I'll tell you this. Where the United Nations become involved, they get a little ner- nervous, to be honest with you. Uh, I cannot even want to think about, uh, you know, the Biden administration pressuring the United Nations to kind of take it over there. Um, You know, peacekeeping, multinational presence. Uh, I don't want to hear about that. I absolutely have no faith in the U.N. If that's the case, I mean, it's curtains. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, you know how how I feel about the U.N. It's like a self-licking ice cream cone. It exists just for the sake of existing and enriching the people involved in it. It accomplishes zero for the United States, that's for sure, and we spend far too much money with it. But there's now what you're saying, it's so lopsided, the U.N., especially when it comes to Israel. And like you're mentioning right now, they're coming in and they're going to investigate this. And in that hospital, they're ignoring all of the signs that it was used as a a military, uh, to support military operations. Um, there's clear evidence of that at this hospital. There's videos. They have Hamas fighters coming in completely armed, walking among doctors, and nobody, but nobody was reporting that. The doctors are denying all of that. Hospital staff denies all of that. But speaking of the U.N., um, Israel is up in arms because the U.N., they've been slamming them because they're ignoring these mass rapes that occurred on October 7th when, when Hamas launched this attack. And they have evidence of this. They have they videotaped, Jay, a lot of this these rapes that occurred. And it was mutilation, rapes, brutal things going on. And the U.N. is simply not addressing it. They're not uh, acknowledging what took place. And that this is what, you know, makes you lose complete faith in the U.N. as an entity. Yep, no question. No question about it. One final note, Cap. You know, the government funding in place... Would have shut it down Friday midnight. We know Mike Johnson uh, averting a, a federal shutdown. Um, and really kind of uh, stating, you know, everything funded through what? January 19th. But the need really remains for the supplemental spending bill. Bolstering Israel, bolstering Ukraine, you have to at this point. And also, you've got to look at the southern border. Now, I, you know, listen, I, I still declare this the number one issue going into the presidential election. And I look at the numbers, they're, they're just off the charts. Eight million encounters since Joe Biden took office. Two million uh, gotaways, no vetting process uh, in place, terrorist watch list and everything else. You go on and on and on here. Uh, the fentanyl, you know, the, the 70,000 that has killed, 70,000 plus over the last year. That's why that, you know, I, listen, that, that meeting between uh, Biden and G. Uh, meant nothing to me. You know, you're going to curb uh, fentanyl production. Uh, come on. Are, are you kidding me? I mean, does China ever, ever stand up to their word on anything for one? But to, to not have this border fully funded, 
to not make make the necessary steps to protect this country is is beyond disgraceful. It's beyond disgraceful. It is hard to believe we still have not fixed this. Yeah. And and I would say, you know, funding's just a small part of the battle, Jay. You know, it's like we can have all the funding we want. If we don't have an administration that's willing to take the steps and pull back policies that have created this massive problem at our southern border and essentially an open border and all of these threats to the U.S. people, I mean, what good is it? You can have all the money you want. You're not going to do something with that money to lock down that border. I would say right now it definitely justifies we should have an emergency lockdown. Nothing. No, shut down the border. Nobody legal, illegal is coming across the border until we get this under control. We have massive threats over there with fentanyl and gangs. Terrorism, to me, is the biggest one right now with what's going on in the world right now. And I agree. In the presidential election, this is it, it's people have been watching this disaster for years now down there since President Biden took office. And it's going to be a big issue. And they're going to try and take steps now to act like they're getting tough on the border. But I think the American people are smarter than that. And I'll say this, you know, outside of this uh, migrant crisis we have ongoing, uh, uh, especially in New York City, uh, it is beyond uh, reproach. Uh, You know, God forbid we have another 9-11 with all that's going on at that border. God forbid, Cap. Uh, and that's oh something God. that Joe Biden will have to live with forever, this administration as well. Uh, this uh, this is an ongoing issue. Donald Trump was there, I believe, in the last day or so, uh, making, li- making uh, you know, a, a good need of a point in the fact that this is still an open border and we've got danger uh, lurking here. So uh, all that in play, and I'll give you a final word on that. Yeah, I, you know, I'm in the city now for business. I'm here for a few days, and just yesterday I walked right by, directly by the Roosevelt Hotel. So there's, there's, it's an immediate symbol of what's been going on in this country, and there's cities across the country that see places like that and all the impact that the border's had. But none bigger, Jay, no bigger threat than like you just said. This attack that happened in, in Israel, that was, I know everyone says it's complex, but it was conducted basically in simple terms with small arms and brutality. And that could be done anywhere. That could be done at a mall. That could be done at a sporting event. It could be done at a school here in the U.S. It does not take much. And, and it would almost undoubtedly originate in that southern border. And I think this is going to be a, a big threat as we go forward. And it's also going to be a big issue in the election coming up. Captain will be watching the events of uh, today, and we'll chat later. Cap, it's a pleasure. Of course, Global Threat Solutions, ladies and gentlemen, for peace of mind in uncertain times. Please check out the valuable website. So much information. Uh, That would be globalthreatsolutions.com. You stay well, stay safe in that city. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it all. That's the Captain Ken Bombay.